Welcome to the Planet Storytime podcast, where we use the power of our imaginations to create pictures in our heads for some of the best stories ever told. We are so glad you could join us today. I'm your host, Thomas Mitchell. Our story today is How the Camel Got His Hump by Rudyard Kipling, and it provides not only an interesting explanation for how the camel got its hump, but also speaks to the importance of hard work and doing our fair share. Now, if you can, take a deep breath in and hold it. And let it out. Now, we're ready for today's story. Remember to use your imagination to see the pictures in your head as you listen to the story. I hope you enjoy it. How the Camel Got His Hump by Rudyard Kipling This tale tells us how the camel got his big hump. In the beginning of years, when the world was so new and all, and the animals were just beginning to work for the human, there was a camel, and he lived in the middle of a howling desert, because he did not want to work. And besides, he was a howler himself. So he ate sticks and thorns and tamarisks and milkweed and prickles, most excruciatingly idle. And when anybody spoke to him, he said, Humph! Just Humph! And no more. Presently, the horse came to him on Monday morning with a saddle on his back and a bit in his mouth and said, Camel, oh camel, come out and trot like the rest of us. Humph, said the camel, and the horse went away and told the human. Presently, the dog came to him with a stick in his mouth and said, Camel, oh camel, come and fetch and carry like the rest of us. Humph, said the camel, and the dog went away and told the human. Presently, the ox came to him with the yoke on his neck and said, Camel, camel, come and plow like the rest of us. Humph, said the camel, and the ox went away and told the human. At the end of the day, the human called the horse and the dog and the ox together and said, Three, oh three, I'm very sorry for you, with the world so new and all. But that humph thing in the desert can't work, or he would have been here by now. So I am going to leave him alone, and you must work double time to make up for it. That made the three very angry, with the world so new and all, and they held a palaver, and an indaba, and a pukayat, and a powwow on the edge of the desert, and the camel came chewing milkweed most excruciating idle, and laughed at them. Then he said, Humph! and went away again. Presently there came along the genie in charge of all deserts rolling in a cloud of dust. Genies always travel that way because it is magic. And he stopped to Palaver and powwow with the three. Genie of all deserts, said the horse, is it right for anyone to be idle with the world so new and all? 
Certainly not, said the genie. Well, there's a thing in the middle of your howling desert, and he's a howler himself, with a long neck and long legs, and he hasn't done a stroke of work since Monday morning. He won't trot. Phew, said the genie, whistling. That's my camel for all the gold in Arabia. What does he say about it? He says, Humph, said the dog, and he won't fetch and carry. Does he say anything else? Only humph, and he won't plow, said the ox. Very good, said the genie. I'll humph him, if you will kindly wait a minute. The genie rolled himself up in his dust cloak and took a bearing across the desert and found the camel most excruciatingly idle, looking at his own reflection in a pool of water. My long and bubbling friend, what's this I hear of you doing no work with the world so new and all? Humph, said the camel. The genie sat down with his chin in his hand and began to think a great magic while the camel looked at his own reflection in the pool of water. You've given the three extra work ever since Monday morning, all on account of your scruciating idleness. And he went on thinking magics with his chin in his hand. Humph, said the camel. I shouldn't say that again if I were you, said the genie. You might say it once too often. Bubbles, I want you to work. And the camel said, Humph again. But no sooner had he said it than he saw his back that he was so proud of, puffing up and puffing up into a great big lolloping hump. Do you see that? said the genie. That's your very own humph that you've brought upon your very own self by not working. Today is Thursday, and you've done no work since Monday, when the work began. Now you are going to work. How can I, said the camel, with this humph on my back? That's made a purpose, said the genie. All because you missed those three days. You'll be able to work now for three days without eating, because you can live on your humph. And don't you ever say I never did anything for you. Come out of the desert and go to the three and behave. Humph yourself. And the camel humphed himself, humph and all, and went away to join the three. And from that day to this, the camel always wears a hump. We call it a hump now, not to hurt his feelings. But he has never yet caught up with the other three days that he missed at the beginning of the world. And he has never yet learned how to behave. And now, a sing-songy poem. The camel's hump is an ugly lump, which well you may see at the zoo. But uglier yet is the hump we get from having too little to do. Kiddies and grown-ups too, ooh, ooh, if we haven't enough. 
to do. Ooh, ooh, we get the hump, camellias hump, the hump that is black and blue. We climb out of bed with a frowsy head and a snarly, yarly voice. We shiver and scowl and we grunt and we growl at our bath and our boots and our toys. There ought to be a corner for me and I know there is one for you. When we get the hump, camellias hump, the hump that is black and blue. The cure for this ill is not to sit still or frowst with a book by the fire, but to take a large hoe and a shovel also and dig till you gently perspire. And then you will find the sun and the wind and the genie of the garden too have lifted the hump, the horrible hump, the hump that is black and blue. I get it as well as you. Ooh, if I haven't enough to do, ooh, ooh, we all get hump, camellias, hump, kiddies and grown-ups, too. I hope you enjoyed listening to... How the Camel Got His Hump, as much as I enjoyed reading it to you. Isn't it something how things can build up when we put them off? And do you think that's really how camels got their humps? It sure is fun to think about. Well, thank you so much for spending time with us today. And thanks, as always, to our dear friend Paxton Stanley for the beautiful music. Until next time, remember to keep using your imagination and see just how powerful your mind truly is. Goodbye for now. If you enjoy the Planet Storytime podcast and would like to support the show, please click the subscribe button on your podcast player and tell your friends about us. You can also support us with contributions on our Patreon page. Simply go to patreon.com and search for the Planet Storytime podcast. You can also reach out to us with suggestions, requests, and questions by email at planet.storytime at gmail.com. Both Paxton and I would like to thank you and everyone for your amazing support. Until next time, Remember to keep using your imagination and see just how powerful your mind truly is. Goodbye for now.